This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. everyone and welcome to Inside the Red and White. This is the podcast for fans by fans about all things Arsenal women and women's football in general. We talk through it all from the perspective of the Red and White singing group, which is dedicated to building the atmosphere at Arsenal women's games. I'm Susie and my co-host is Nat. Good morning, Nat. Good morning and a very early morning. And if I'm speaking slightly quieter than usual, it is due to the fact that I'm staying at my sister's and I'm probably waking the whole house by doing this quite yeah. so early yeah. in the morning. And my mum has already asked me what the hell I'm doing in the dining room at half past seven in the morning. <laughs> Honestly, trying to do this around our lives. Is, oh, is but we're dedicated, Susie. We are dedicated. So, I know. Um, Today, uh, we're basically going to be having a chat around what's gone on so far in the World Cup. We didn't do that in the last one. Obviously, we were talking to Tim. So we just wanted to have a talk through everything that's happened and a lot has happened so far. Where should we start, Nat? First thing I want to talk about is the the only thing I enjoyed about the last England game was the fact that I was in Box Park with a lot of the red and white. Oh, we took over. It was brilliant. If anybody hasn't seen the... So basically Weetabix are sponsoring it. So it's called Weetabox Park, or which I'm just not on board with at all. <laughs> I didn't realise that. <laughs> I know, yeah. So there Amusing. were three um, Weetabix bucket hats, which Becky was happy about because her favourite colour is yellow. And they were yellow and there were some foam fingers knocking about and, and whatnot. And anyway, we're definitely in the, the reels. So we basically, we had some tables and we took over and we, we even managed to squeeze in a, an LA, 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 Oh, Manu Zinsberger. And oh, the best thing was, Susie, honestly, it was brilliant. So we were sat there and obviously like Russo came out. So we started singing, Russo is a gooner, Russo is a gooner. And you just Standard. saw, you just sort of saw all of the Arsenal women's fans that obviously weren't with us that were just like popping their head in because everybody joined in. It was brilliant. It was so good. Lee got up. <laughs> to do they were like getting kids up to do like keepy uppies lee joined in smashed it i was like go on lad um and ellie absolutely smashed it as well she went up they were doing like raw like a lioness and obviously when she went up we all went absolutely crazy and it was just it was really good i mean the game itself we you know we don't break games down we won't what i will say is that england were poor you know we got a we got a penalty and it, it worried me at the time the fact that we hadn't 
scored in open play since Ella Toon scored against uh, Brazil. And the fact that we just sort of... Do you know what it reminds me of England at the minute? It reminds me a little bit of Arsenal against West Ham away. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, loads of shots on target. There's nothing actually making it through. All the forward power and no goals. Honestly, the the whole thing. Um, Did you watch the first game? I did. I did. Well, it, was, it was the day of my sister's Hindu, so quite uh, late in the day, I uh, decided not to go to Box Park. Quite a lot to fit into one we day, so you. I did we manage did to watch Susie. the majority of it. Uh, thank you. I missed you all as well. Um, but uh, no, I did manage to watch the majority of it. Um, and yeah, I mean, my, my thoughts were exactly the same. It was just, we just lacked a bit of a spark and it was just really, really scrappy. Even the fact that Georgia Stanway didn't score the first penalty I mean it's Georgia Stanway she she tends not to miss those so yeah. it just showed how I don't know I mean maybe it's just feeling tense for it being the first game I think the fact that we have actually got quite a young squad as well so we do have experience in the squad obviously yeah. you know Lucy Bronze uh, Jordan although she obviously didn't play etc you know it isn't just those two but I think that it, that kind of lack of experience potentially showed through it was perhaps a little bit of a nervy start but I think you can say so, that about a lot of the teams in that first yeah, round. Yeah, I think, you know, first rounds, because obviously we'll cover both rounds because most, well, they're nearly finishing. There's obviously some games on this weekend. Mm. So England in their first two games, both 1-0. So yesterday England played against Denmark and I thought the first, and I watched it at work. You went, where did you go? I went to uh, King's Cross. It was, I, can't, I don't know what the official name of it is, but the McDonald's sponsored thing that Beth Mead had the little figurines for. <laughs> so, yeah, so we just went there to to watch that just outside. It was actually really good, quite fun, um, nice atmosphere. I suspect it wasn't quite as good as Box Park. I mean, firstly, there was no alcohol there. Um, um, yeah. But Stormzy joined us. So, you know. I saw that. And I watched. Ronan Kemp yeah, and Ro- as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. um, so I watched an England game with Stormzy, which is yeah. quite cool to say. Yeah, and um, are you in the back of his Instagram? Yeah, yeah, you can see. I don't know. We call Eve out or not because Cherie's edits. <laughs> <laughs> we'll check with her first if she minds. But honestly, if you ever see, it, it's going nowhere near social media. But <laughs> when England scored, Neve literally celebrates more than anybody else. And then we just put this way: Neve's <laughs> Irish, so <laughs> just. <laughs> and she's it was the big, quite funny. The biggest English Irish fan. No, the biggest Irish England fan ever. And honest to God, I'm not joking you. Neve, if you're listening, I've watched that clip about 15 times. It makes me laugh so much. But it's wonderful. And, you know, we you know we support the girls in green just as much as, you know, Oh, 100%. Well. They've, they've been my second team. Oh, yeah. absolutely. We'll talk about that in a oh, second. Oh, God, yeah, we'll cry over that in a second, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. So the, the second game, I thought the first 20 minutes, I remember our text Kate, and and I just said, this is the this is England. We scored that. We were goal. a team again. I think she made beautiful. the right decision dropping Rachel Daly back in left back. Yeah. I if it, if it was me, the only other difference I would have made is I'd have, and I'll keep banging on about this. Play Lauren James in the ten, and bring Lauren Hemp and and leave Lauren Hemp on the left. My worry and take Ella Toon off. My worry is if you do that, we really haven't got anybody else to bring on as an impact sub in the second half, other than yeah. on the wing, Katie Robinson. That's it. She is still only, for England, maybe she's still only an impact sub because I just felt like she can't hold the ball up. She's 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 took her Manchester United season into England and mm. she hasn't played well. She played she's played occasionally well, but she it's like she's not you you wouldn't notice her there at all. No, that, that Lauren was James my just as well. runs through players like butter. I've been a bit on the fence with Lauren James. Not I don't doubt her. Ability, I think she's an incredible player. However, when you watched the game against Australia and she had to come on for Lauren Hemp really early doors, 
she's just she was lazy in that game and she just she didn't she had no urge or urgency to run after balls or to to really fight for the team I saw a different Lauren James yesterday I yeah. think she deserves a starting position and I, I don't doubt that she won't start against China I do still think and I was listening to Boots Balls and Bras podcast last night on the way down to my mum's and Farah um, just made the suggestion of what do we do now? The horrific thing. Kira Walsh went off injured yesterday. My heart sank through my foot. Oh. All I just thought is no Kira Walsh and everybody's been talking about it. England is built on Kira Walsh. We don't have a, we don't have another option. You could kind of see from the fact that it, like, that first half was beautiful, like the passing and so on was great. And you could mm-hmm. see, I think they gave, I'm sure that they gave Kira more space than they did, than Haiti did. Yeah. And I think that you can see just purely through that, the fact that she immediately had more space to connect those two halves. And, and obviously the passing then, you know, that that seemed to be much improved and that was an all dependent on Kira exclusively. Yeah. But just, you can see it was just all a lot more fluid. Yeah. And that, I think, was down to the fact she had more yeah. space to operate in. And yeah. then we did see, and obviously it could just be purely the impact of seeing your friend go down and see an injury like that, but it was less fluid and it was much yeah. more stop And we've start. seen it games just... like that. It was like us against United when Leah went off. Like that game, I mean, it, was, it wasn't great at the start anyway, massively, but when Leah went off, it really killed that game mm. because it was like, well, but I also think that the England team, they know like how pivotal Kira Walsh is because they haven't got a replacement. Their replacement for Kira Walsh is Leah Williamson. Leah Williamson isn't there. and. I spoke to Alice. Alice said to me yesterday, Katie Zellum's got to play. Um, I was surprised that Katie Zellum didn't come on and Laura Coombs came on. But I do wonder whether we were 1-0 up. She could have subbed Laura Coombs off for Katie Zellum if she wasn't happy with Laura Coombs. But maybe she wanted to just give... Because Laura is is older, because um, I think she's like 31. And we already had the lead. And I'm wondering whether Serena thought, well, let's bring the maturity in, even though this is her first tournament football, keep it calm in midfield. But they've got now, when do we play again? Tuesday. Their biggest focus has got to be how how do England play now? And actually, it could be a blessing in disguise, guys, because people know how to play against us with Kira Walsh in the team. So now they don't know how to prepare for England because they don't really know. Could we we could completely change formation? That she really could do something different here. Um, and to be fair, it was, to it's the first time that she's really changed up that starting lineup. Yeah. Uh, pretty well yeah. ever, I guess with with England it's yeah it's quite a also, shock when she did it and it shows seeing Beth England come on I was buzzing to see her because I thought well actually now Rach Daly's dropped back into left back and I do prefer Millie Brighton and, and I prefer Alex Greenwood being at centre back because I just thought Millie's still not at full pelt yet and you can't blame her she's hardly played so she's getting a lot of stick at the minute because she's still rusty but you know she's played two full games now I think against China you know, we've just got to get a win. I don't want us to be working out bloody goal difference and everything on Tuesday. That's too stressful. Just go out there and put in a really good performance because it's only going to get harder. You know, move away from England, but I think we haven't been great, but the team is completely different from the Euros. I think I don't see us going all the way. If we do, then fair play. And I'll always support the girls, but it's stressful. It's like, it's really, it's like they've gone, right, you Arsenal women's fans, you know, you were stressed all season. Well, England are going to make it no less easier for you, so it's fine. But we'll see what happens on Tuesday. But it's interesting. But I'm gutted for Kira. You know, we wish her all the best in her recovery. No, exactly. Um, well, let, let's move on to, as I said earlier, I think possibly who I was supporting second, Republic of Ireland. Oh, no. 
I know. Oh. We, let's let's we'll talk very quickly. <laughs> the thing I didn't is, what, watch what was... either of these games. I watched. Well, I watched the. Uh, I've watched very little uh, because work has just been a massive inconvenience. This World Cup. I didn't watch either of them live. The first one I was at a wedding in France and the second one I was at work in the office and (laughs) it would have been indiscreet if I'd been watching that, especially (laughs) because I'd have been jumping around having seen the the Katie goal in the second one. But I think that the the main issue for me was the fact that with the game against Australia, that game gave me hope because it was so close. It was such fine margins and it was just a silly mistake in the box that obviously allowed that penalty for Steph Catley, who big up to Steph. <laughs> like, I know, yeah. If she could be taking some of Arsenal's penalties, that'd yeah. be amazing. But <laughs> so I think Australia was quite taken aback by Ireland and how they played. And I think that they, they did just step up as a team. And I mean, it was very physical. And then taking that into the next game and then obviously Katie's wonder goal from the corner. I mean, I'm surprised that she only scores bangers wasn't trending on Twitter after that because I read that so many times. Obviously, the commentator <laughs> said it and it's true. I mean, she yeah. she can't score a goal that isn't just stunning. It's true. It's very true. It's very true. I was, yeah. um, when I saw that score, I was like, right, well done. You've scored. Katie McKay captain in Ireland in their first ever World Cup and the first ever Irish player to score a goal at the World Cup, Irish women's player, sorry, to score a goal at the World Cup. It had to be Katie McKay, but it had to be directly from the corner. And, you know, the whole whole place went, went insane. I was buzzing and then... Obviously, I think did Canada get one back just before half? Just before half time, oh, yeah. Which is the worst time. It's just it the really worst is because it's just demoralising. I, I heard a commentator saying basically that the Republic of Ireland they were playing at their best, and Canada were not playing as well as they could, and obviously yeah. that's where the difference lay. It was the fact that the Ireland were giving absolutely everything. I mean, Katie. I mean, I know it's a team sport. I'm fully aware of that, but the fact that. Ireland lost and Katie was still player of the match firstly speaks volumes to just I don't think I've seen an individual performance at that level in terms of the passion and the the commitment to everything within one game I don't think I've ever seen that before as I did from Katie Uh, you know anybody that's watched it you, you will have noticed that she was just everywhere it was like she didn't have a single position on the pitch she was in the box defending and that first goal I think it was the first goal and she was the one that was defending it and trying to to tackle that off to the last moment and she just didn't quite succeed she was putting in balls that should have been assists if it was her at the other end of it kind of thing she was uh, obviously scoring goals as well like she was on both sides of the pitch I've never seen a performance like that from a single player in in a team sport possibly being a bit hyperbolic in saying that uh, because it is Katie and obviously she's Arsenal but just, a, just an incredible performance, which I think just makes it even more disappointing. But it, it probably does reflect the fact that Ireland do have quite a lot of work to do to continue to compete yeah. at that stage. But I think yeah. that this will give them that spark to do that. I mean, the noise that was in the stadium there. So many people went to watch that. And I think that Katie in particular, but I think that Ireland overall, they're getting so much visibility and the profile of the team is just growing. Yeah. So. That is only going to inspire people to play. It's only going to do wonders for Irish football because at the moment with the Irish team, there are a lot of players that aren't like Irish. They're in Mm -hmm. the Ireland team. You know, you've got Rusha and there's a few others that will be due to grandparents and whatever. That's the reason why they play for Ireland. Yes. Whereas actually what Ireland have done there should hopefully do, you know, what what the England team do in the Euros, regardless of them not getting out of the, uh, the group. 
they gave a really, really good account for themselves. And actually, they should be getting out of that group. It's it's just fine margins in both games, but they can definitely they'll be gutted. And the, the reason why they'll be so upset is because that they know they know that they could have done a little bit more. What mm-hmm. I do find funny now is off the back of that, we'll just switch to Australia just really quickly. Obviously, first, yes, you know, their World Cup on the home stage, whatever. They played against Ireland, they got that penalty, and then everything went wrong against uh oh, Nigeria. Thank you, because I keep wanting to say Zambia <laughs> and it's not. Nigeria. Yes. I watched the second half, I watched their game get destroyed when they put Asis Oshwala from Barcelona on. It's like they were afraid of it. Like Australia, you know, mm. like I was saying about England can't play without Kira Walsh. Australia can't play without Sam Kerr. When you look at their firing, like it didn't help actually against Nigeria. They didn't have Mary Fowler either. And she, I don't know, she no. doesn't play all the time for Man City. She's incredible. But they didn't have her either. But they've still got a really incredible team. At the end, they put bloody Alana Kennedy. They were doing a bloody England against Spain. Put Alana Kennedy up front. But when Oshwala came on, like Nigeria just went up a gear and they just, yeah. it was their game. So now Australia need Ireland to do them a massive favour against Nigeria because Australia have to beat Canada. But if they don't and Nigeria win, or even if they draw against Canada, they're out. They're out of their home World Cup, not getting out of the group. Um, and I think that's crazy. So it's it's weird really but I, I don't know I mean looking at Nigeria I think they're and I think they're a team you need to keep an eye on because I think they could go really far in this tournament so Australia need to turn up against Canada they've confirmed literally this morning Sanka is fit yeah yeah so we'll see but then again you, you just because she's fit guys it doesn't mean she's going to be Sam Kerr on 100% because they haven't played for a little while and she hasn't played in the first two games. She hasn't experienced the World Cup in a home scenario for Australia yet. So she's got all those And to be fair, I do think that, that second game that they played, it did show, again, those perhaps those little bit of nerves. They were playing very in a very tense mm. way. They weren't just relaxed with it, which I think was you know, kind of key to England Steph winning the Catley's, Euros. They seemed to relax into it. Steph, some of Steph Catley's corners were awful. They were so high. Mm. And like, they were the same, a lot of them yeah, were the same, the like commentators were saying, they're all into the same corner. Yeah, and it's like, they had no, what they needed was a man who's in Sberger sit down and go and have a little chat, because <laughs> honest to God, it was like, they were doing the same things. And this is the thing, is if you do the same thing, every time you get the same results, you have to yeah. change things up, change it up. Do What do you think we did against Man City at, at Meadow Park? When the corners weren't working, we went to on straight off the training ground. Steph Catley to Katie McCabe. Oh, no, it's Frieda, actually. I think it was Frieda's corner. Maybe. I didn't, mm. uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, to Katie McCabe, and she banged it in. It's like, if it's not working, change it. And I think that bit infuriates me the most when I've been watching some of these games is that it, it's the same with England. I'm not talking about them anymore, but they do the same things. It's like, change it up, man. Change it up. Yeah. It's like, honestly, it's like watching Arsenal. Do you know when they were just trying to run it into the back of the net? And it doesn't work like that. You need to change it up. But... um. So, yeah, so the Australia group's massive. Switzerland, I think, have got... So with our Leah Valti and Noel, I think they've got a good shot of Switzerland at top of their group. Obviously, New Zealand smashed it in the first game, beating Norway. We'll talk about Norway in a second as well. Yes, yes, we'll talk uh, about we, Because that's a, big, that's a big deal. So Switzerland are sitting one draw, one win on four points. New Zealand, one win and a loss on three. Philippines, with a 
with a nobody expected the Philippines to beat New Zealand. New Zealand was supposed to win that game and they didn't. And it was the New Zealand I saw against Norway was not the New Zealand I saw against the Philippines. New Zealand Switzerland game is massive, but this is another reason why I love tournament football because they obviously the, the third the third games are always played at the same time. So back in the day, they never used to do that. They used to play them at different times. And there was a game that was happening. Um, and they already knew that they were through. So they, it was a like the most uncompetitive game. I think both of them basically didn't need to lose. If both, I think if they drew, they both got through or something. So they were just passing the ball around. And it was but like I think also shittest... as well, wouldn't it, yeah. it, it's surely to do with the where you finish in the group as well. Yeah, because yeah, sometimes yeah. if that's on the line and you know that what the other team's doing, and if yeah. you know that, oh, well, in that case, I could play them if I yeah. do this. Then, yeah. So, yeah. So it's one of them. So obviously I love the fact that those games, it's like the last game, like last game of the season when everyone plays at the same time and you don't know what's going on. And it's just that, it's that excitement. And, you know, if you listen, if you listen to our podcast a couple of weeks ago with Farah and we were talking about who we thought was going to win the World Cup, this team was mentioned on more than one occasion. I think I mentioned, I think you did and Farah did. Yeah. We, all, we all said Norway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the hell? <laughs> Susie, I don't understand what something is going on in that Norway camp because it makes no sense to me whatsoever. It really doesn't. You look at the talent on that roster, they should be winning things. They should be at least playing as a team and at least being able to look like they know what they're doing. But I mean, it's obviously things just going on behind the scenes. It just doesn't really seem to be making sense. I think that first game, things went wrong for them. It obviously didn't work out in quite the way that they wanted it to. Fair play, New Zealand came out and, and played a corker as well. It's their home soil, so they're going to put in a put in a shift and they did and they I think they thoroughly deserved that win. But then for that second game, changes being made to that starting lineup and across social media and the news, there was just seemed to be shock about the decisions that were made there. Yeah. The the manager for I've said this to a few people. I I don't know if the manager for Norway was the manager that um, if anybody's read Beth Mead's autobiography, it's the same manager that left her out of the Olympic, Olympic squad, squad without mm. really any reason. Was talking about a scorecard. She never saw this scorecard, and and she got she was really pissed off about it. And I get it. I think there's something internal. The whole Ada Hegerberg thing because she sang the national anthem. She did the team photo. They had a huddle. And she walked off. To, apparently, she twinged or something when she was running just before they started. Because, you know, sometimes they do those runs now uh, on the mm. sideline and then they do a little huddle and then they go off. And did you see Guru Wrighton's face in the huddle? I know, oh, it was memeable, I mean, wasn't it? She just she didn't even try and helped. hide it. That can't have helped. I mean, if they were dealing with... If, if it was that Hegerberg couldn't play in a normal situation, would Hegerberg just walk off? Or would you have a conversation as a team in that point and go, Hegerberg's not going to play because X, Y, and Z, and we're not going to risk it. And then everybody's together. But what she did was nobody had a clue. If you're trying to focus on starting a game and then in your head you've got, what's going on here? I don't understand what's going on. Why is she not playing? And blah, blah, blah. And if there's other things in camp, when you've got Guru Wrighton, Frieda Marnham, Ada Hegerberg, uh, Mielda, Caroline, Gray- Caroline Graham Karen- Hansen, and everything Hansen. that happened there. Yeah, she got dropped, didn't she? And then got brought on. She got dropped from the team, then she got brought on. And then after the game, she gave an interview where she basically expressed her true feelings, saying that she felt that she had been stepped on for a whole year. Yeah, she she didn't really hold back. And then the following day, I think it was, in a press conference, she 
basically apologised. Oh, but it was, it was all like, a very was strange like, scenario. The side of her while she was apologising. Exactly. It looked like she was weird, being for like, like coerced you know, into apologizing basically yeah it just it, it's just all very I don't strange like it. And obviously i don't it's... like it and also no. i think the biggest thing for me is norway don't deserve that those girls no. are playing for their badge they're not playing for the manager and like i say just look at the talent it's yeah. such a shame because all of those players deserve to be in those latter stages yeah. of a world oh, cup like yeah. they are incredible yeah. talents yeah talking about arsenal frida marnham she's had not a great couple of games so far she's had you know she's been in there she's she's you know she had a couple of, of shots yeah. that should have been assists so on she had a few easy shots on goal that obviously didn't go in like you were saying um, it's possibly a few of these teams are a bit like watching Arsenal from that perspective yeah I think as well though that some of these players they haven't been playing in the right positioning yeah Guru Wright and like she's normally down the wing if I'm not wrong in saying that and she just hasn't been playing there and but it, it seems to me that there are players that play in these natural positions and they're just not being played in those positions yeah. despite the fact that as a yeah. team they could very easily play in the positions that they're used to and good at so it's all incredibly incredibly strange and it doesn't seem to make any yeah. sense it's sad it's though shame. it makes me say it is a shame because you know as much as I love England and I want them to do well if they could get to the quarters I think that'd be really good I think if England do get to that point in spite of everything they've done it on mentality and teamwork and effort and all that and actually you know I rate that over anything but we'll we'll see but I'm also like I wouldn't have been disappointed if Arsenal had got knocked out to Bayern Munich, given where we were at. Kim Little went mm. off. You know, I'm always going to come back to Arsenal, guys, because it's what I love, and I know more about that than this. But Switzerland, though, doing really well. I'd love to see them get out of the group. Leah Volti, after having that injury against Everton, to even be in the World Cup, because this guy's more than likely is going to be Leah's last World Cup, unless she's still super fit um, when the next one comes around. Because I think she's in her early thirties. Um, let's move on to. A big result, oh, and I wish they'd have won. Group E, Netherlands, Vicky Pullover with the assist. Mm. Or, and they drew against the United States, which is a massive result. I really wish they'd won. But Netherlands are just sort of tracking under the radar at the moment. One to watch, I think, 100%. Did you see all the um, Van der Donk horror stuff? Absolutely. I think that's all that I saw for days on Twitter, like with a swim cap as well. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that she... then I think that I saw the Netherlands swim team put out a thing saying, this is how you put on a swim cap. <laughs> Van der Donk is, you know, she's a character. I mean, I think you saw that in the Lyon game at the Emirates, her and mm-hmm. she's not one. I think she's one of them ones that definitely puts friendships in the bin when she during 90 minutes it's like she doesn't yeah. know anybody because but then it was her, nice like seeing the interview that she gave afterwards where exactly what you just said like on yeah. that pitch her and Haran never know that Did they were friends and then directly after the them. way oh there's some yeah. I actually really really wanted to, it was on at two o'clock in the morning which I think they've done that thing to maybe make it a bit easier for the USA I'd assume for, so because it's happened twice yeah so yeah I feel like they're putting those games on at slightly different which I actually really like because it's like they're trying to be as good as they can for the time zones that those countries are in, which is really nice. Um, mm. But not good if you, you know, if you want to watch that game and it's two o'clock in the morning. So um, any Netherlands fans that got up and watched that, because it will have been probably three in the morning, I think, for you guys. So fair enough. But I think Netherlands, I think they're going to go under the radar. But I think they're going to get through. We've got, obviously, uh, Pullover's playing some good minutes and she's really playing well. However, she is ill. Uh, she wasn't in training today, yeah, I just saw on Twitter. Um, but they said ill, not injured. Yeah, not so injured. I was, I was just like, that's Ill. fine. That's fine. And it's two of them, isn't it? I think so. They're being kept away from the other players. Um, yeah. Let's just hope it's a bit of a cold. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rafa is an Arsenal player still because a new season hasn't started. But Brazil, wow. 
Um, they're playing today, I think. They're playing today. Yep, today, yep. yep. Um, France. Yeah, oh, that game I am watching. Yeah, guys, sorry, this is like a full-on roundup of the World Cup. I'm sure um, Suze will have a great job editing this. But And then Sweden... I haven't. I didn't watch their first game. I think they they won, didn't they? They did, didn't they? Yes, they did. Of course, they did because it was uh, Amanda Ehlers said that the scored the head and won yes. them the the game. Yeah. So how can we forget that? I think yes. that Stina had a relatively quiet game. Amanda, we, we're obviously kind of raving about the goal, but I think that she did have some issues in the defensive side of things. Well, yeah, you really... know, obviously they conceded. Um, yeah. That's why I really want to watch this Sweden game because I don't I don't know anything really about Amanda. All I will say about Amanda is I did send her a message on Instagram as you did, and she did say thank you. So I'm a big fan of hers already, but I'm excited <laughs> to see her play and Stina play. So they're playing Italy this morning. Italy beat Argentina one nil the other day, and then did you? And actually, just I know we haven't really got any Arsenal players. Well, we haven't got any, so I don't know what I'm saying really. But um, Argentina were 2-0 up against South Africa and South Africa came back and drew 2-2. Which yeah, is... I, don't, I haven't watched that game for some reason, so no. I can't comment on it. But as a result, that's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, that'd be an exciting game to watch as a neutral. If Sweden win today, they'll go on six points. It'll be sat on three. So I think they're pretty much guaranteed to, to go through. They'll, need, they'll just need something against Argentina. Germany, who I think are probably one of the teams that have come out flying. Germany yeah, very, Spain. very efficient yeah. um, result from them. Yeah, yeah. Um, which they did in the Euros. Spain, on the other hand, because I know mm. we talk about Norway and, and things being it off and having a really good team, but they're not performing. But then when you look at Spain and given all their controversy, yet they came out and they're playing for the badge. Them guys are playing for the badge. You've got a lot of yeah. players that aren't in that squad that didn't want to to, to play uh, for Spain under under the boss, which is fine. But those players are playing for the badge, and they've come out and their performances have, have was fantastic in the first one. So we've got to watch the out first for Spain one. I think well. they had a lot of shots on target, and they they yeah. didn't really convert too many. But I think that the second one when they were playing against Zambia, what five nil? It's yeah. I think that they're, a lot they're of changes like... in that squad. Bearing in mind, you know, it's a completely different squad from. The Euros mm. and it's a completely but still different a lot squad of from. Players, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pateus wasn't going to not play in this World Cup, I don't think. So I don't know <laughs> if she'll get another one. But it's still not because obviously they haven't got Mappy Leon, Sandra Panos. Overall, I'd like it the World Cup to be in a better time zone, just so I could watch the games in the evening. I'd love it if I could just ignore results and watch all the games um because i do record them all and then i'll pick which ones i want to watch back but when you know the results you're just not that ah oh, sorry so and then my final one to watch final final one is japan japan are yeah yes japan five nil in their first game against zambia two nil against costa rica they're looking really good they've won the world cup before yeah yeah they have yeah they have they got to the final in 2015 yeah, because they beat us in the semis. Yeah, they did. It was an own goal right at the end, Laura Bassett. We we do forgive you, Laura. It's fine. But I don't know how I feel about this World Cup. I, it's, taint, it's tainted because I look at that England squad and I'm sad because Leah's not there. It's not the same, not seeing Leah walk yeah, out Beth's with the team. Yeah, Beth's not there as well. And Beth's yeah, not there. It's, and I think it's the same across well. the board. And I think that is one of the big, big stories yeah. of this World Cup. I, I will say there's one other good thing that I will take out of that England performance, and that's uh, Katrina Muller-Cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that her performance was yeah. really, really strong. Yeah, she's had the, she was good in the first game. I've seen a few clips of her, but, you know, she's only going to get better and better for Arsenal. I do wonder, depending on what other signings we bring in, whether she will pop out on loan. 
potentially. Like Jonas was saying, having a big squad. So I don't think the the transfers we've already got, I don't think that's the end of our transfers yet. I think we've got more coming in. And And the World Cup itself is a good place to to spot that talent as well, obviously. It's good and it's bad because you can play well for three or four games and then the the biggest thing is, will they suit the WSL? That's the Mm. biggest thing for me. Where do we need uh, players? And I, I just think... You know, just just scout well and bring us some good players and as make sure that they rhyme with things, guys. That's all I'll say to any scouts for Arsenal. Um, but yeah, that's mine and Susie's round two roundup of the World Cup 2023 in Australia and New Zealand. And I think we've done better than anybody else. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, especially for so early in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. So, and the fact that I haven't, you know, I've just been picking things up off Twitter and whatnot. But, you know, it's, I'm enjoying it. I am enjoying it. Oh. I just wrote an article about the fact that I'm in, I've always watched the World Cups, the Olympics, etc. Watch Team GB England, but I'm finding that this World Cup, I'm enjoying this World Cup more than any other that I've watched, purely because I now support Arsenal. So I think as much as I'm fully on board the club over country train, that that's me. I can't wait for the season to start. Yeah, I am enjoying this World Cup a lot more than I have in previous years, purely because it isn't all about England. And that's how I've always watched it before. I've watched England. I haven't really known too much about the other teams and yeah. I've accepted fine England's lost or England's won, yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying following all of our players and actually yeah. going, like yesterday, Katrina did something with her feet <laughs> she dribbled past one of our players and I went Ooh. and then I was like oh this is the wrong crowd I can't get excited about that but I was just like oh that was really good oh it was it was our player so it's it's making it a bit more exciting it's meaning yeah. that I can get a it bit more good. involved and I and yeah, because yeah. I know the other players as well in the other teams not just ours but I know a lot of the other WSL players yeah, I know which teams should be performing I get that greater understanding as yeah. to where they should be, who to watch out for. So it's just making it all a lot more exciting yeah. thanks to club football. I mean, I've said before, I was always country. I mean, like over club, yeah. yeah, always country over club. I was sort of, you know, half took an interest in, you know, mildly, mildly in like the WSL and stuff. But um, this last season, I like when we was there last Saturday, everything, ev- ev- everyone was just going... God, I can't wait for the season to start again. Oh, my God, I can't wait to be Meadow Park again. Oh, my God, I yeah. can't wait for the season. Meadow it's Park, though, like, it's going to be a while. Yeah, no, November, guys, I can't. I'm not even... Like, that That game is going to sell out in three seconds. Let me put it that way. Just make yeah. sure you've got somebody there if you haven't got a season ticket um, to get Don't those. tell books. everyone we need ours. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, yeah, so anyway. <laughs> um, but um, I'm, I cannot wait. I'm really excited, actually, just to see... What, how the Emirates is going to feel. Just, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the fact that I'm in the same spot. And uh, yeah, again, a massive shout out to the supporters club for, for sorting out the atmosphere um, zone. And if you want to be involved with the singing, we're in block two. You can find out more information. If the five games, £50 Emirates package. If you want to sit in and around the noise or whatever, if you don't want to be directly in it, but you want to be near it, then that's where we're going to be. Um, I cannot wait sitting with all my mates, all the friends that I've made over there. This is the other thing that's really nice is, like, I only know you guys beginning of the season. And, and then, like, when I went to Box Park, there's so many other people I know now that yeah. I sort of saw from a distance that I now speak to and, and have really good conversations with. And, like, the friendship groups, you know, it's they're growing and you just know more and more people. And I know when I go into the Emirates or into into the Tollington or into 
Oh my God, good companion in Borum. Like you just know so many more faces now. But it's also, even if you don't, it's very easy to chat to people because it's like, it is a uniform, you know, you see somebody in a red shirt and you can go over and have a chat with them and you know you've got something in common. So very easy to get involved. And me and Susie are going to be annoying all of you at the games to get uh, more and more content (laughs) for the podcast. So if you see us with a, I don't know if we're going to get a little mini mic or anything. Something We should do, it's fine. We'll get a mini mic. We'll get a mini mic. So we might come and annoy you. So if you, want to be involved and we've got a few ideas of a few little things we want to do at games so but so many people say so many nice things about the podcast and I love you all so um (laughs) this episode is slightly different are we going to tell them about our technical difficulties or just why not real so Lee I'm sorry Lee but you will be on in a couple of weeks we did record a journey with Lee on Thursday but the audio I think it might have been my fault so I'm so sorry I've um, got no idea whose fault it was we're well, not we're I'm not laying blame on, on this I'm but... gonna I'm gonna take the blame for it I definitely need to buy a mic so uh we record and it was a really good conversation but I know that we're gonna re-record it in a couple of weeks and we're gonna and we're, it's gonna come out but Lee was fantastic and uh you'll you'll do there, great again and we'll, there was just brilliant. a massive massive echo in the recording so Due to technical difficulties, normally we'd have a journey now. So instead, we've just given you a massive... We were only going to do a little chat about the World Cup, but thanks for listening. Um, so <laughs> we luckily, in the bank, and this is why we do this, after the charity football game, when we was at the Tollington, we recorded Jerry's Fan 5. Um, and we're going to pop that in now. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. game we're all at the tolly and jerry is going to give his fan five so the first question is jerry what was your favorite away game atmosphere away game atmosphere i'd have to go not technically as a league game but an overall away game as it wasn't and it was a neutral ground so it's going to be the conti cup final because for me the build-up beforehand the atmosphere of the fan walk the game itself we put Chelsea to rest for once four years of agony was like a long time so it made the win a lot more enjoyable and then 
back to the pub and the atmosphere afterwards of everyone just made it an absolutely superb day. So for for that reason, that's got my vote for that one. That is, I, that's a really, really decent call. I forgot actually going to the pub afterwards. We were all there. I think we were giving some Chelsea fans some. some yeah, but was... it was just the whole day, the whole experience. We just enjoyed ourselves immensely, and the result was just an absolute superb team performance. So yeah, without a doubt, that game. Amazing, decent one. Okay, so the next one is your favourite home game atmosphere. Leeds was good, as in we were expected to win 9-0, but it's got to be the Man City game. Katie's banger just had the North Bank rocking, and from going from being in the boot, hands down, we we just got behind the team like we always do, but we just gave them that extra oomph. And then Katie comes out with an absolute worldie like that. So, yeah, Man City game. Yeah, I think I'm probably going to have to ban that as an answer because yeah, everybody says know, that, but at the I same know. time, it's, it's such an easy one to yeah, choose. Yeah, yeah. Um, OK, cool. So the next one is, what was your favourite team performance? I've got to go with the Champions League uh, against Bayern. The pressure's on. We needed to pull it back. We'd gone to the Emirates. We knew what we got to do. The team knew what they got to do. And we pulled the performance out. And it was just then, afterwards, everyone's onto their phones after for the semi-final tickets. But I actually walked back down to the tube at Arsenal and we were singing and chanting all the way down the tube. Just... I walked past that, that tube station. I could hear you all. Yeah, I was trying to so, sing from outside. Nobody yeah, could hear me. It was, yeah. I, I, I'd go with that game, actually, the Bayern Champions League. Look, we had to pull it back. We did. And got to the semi-final, so yeah, go with that. At the Emirates, yeah, yeah. like love it. The atmosphere yeah. at the Emirates. The concourse, you yes. know, it, it, built, it built things. Fans getting to hear who we are, where we are, just added to it. So yeah, completely, yeah, solid, solid choice. Wow, this is this is the. Uh... <laughs> We're in London, guys. Constant sirens. Um, okay, so the next one is what would be your dream signing right now? Not Russo, we've got it. No, yeah. <laughs> um, if it was ever going to happen and to partner Leah, Millie Bright would be a good addition, but it's, it's the age. Um, to be fair, um, couldn't. We need, we need a good play playing ability centre-back um, possibly could we steal Greenwood do a Man City really put a cat amongst the pigeons so yeah, yeah. for centre-back Alex Greenwood yeah. Alex Greenwood mm. ok Nat's here as well Nat what do you feel about Alex Greenwood as the dream signing I don't know about I, Alex Greenwood just signed another contract I'm not that I'm not that overly fussed on her, to be honest with you. I think, who would I take as a centre-back? Millie Bright. That's just what Jerry yeah, just all right. said, yeah. I missed it's that. Loud, Sorry, Jerry. Loud at the pub, loud at the pub. Uh, I'd, let's nick Millie Bright. Yeah. Sodom. Yeah. All right, it doesn't matter, like, we can... We, and then we'll go out and we'll look for, for somebody to replace her, because obviously, as you said, age does come into it, but, you know, Rafa is obviously yeah. of that similar but age as well, right? The, qu- the quality of player that we're looking for, yeah. that's your instant one with a connection with Leah, that you go, oh, my God, yes. like, how... How cool would that be? But yeah. to be fair, I mean, it's almost like the the game, the uh, the Lionesses game. Um, just talk about that, like the one that they we lost against Australia. The issue was the pairing and defence. 
and I do think that Leah and Esme Morgan they have a similar style I think you always need to have a it's, it's a partnership isn't it you have to have a partnership you can't just stick two defenders on and hope they're going to work yeah. and I think that Leah has some amazing strengths and Rafa has <laughs> like a range of strengths and you need that you need to pair those strengths and, and yeah, yeah, like adapt to make sure you cover the weaknesses as well definitely so, yeah. yeah but it would, it would be someone as strong as that yeah and knows what the other one's going to do and potentially if Leah wants to go on a run you know Millie's going to stay and hold her position yeah and somebody solid if, yeah. yeah if she's going in for a challenge she's going to be wrapping up behind her and clearing the yes. ball if Leah doesn't get it Millie will get it and it's just that understanding they have together. They play, they play brilliantly for the Lionesses. And you know that understanding is there. So. I, I, I like this idea. It's actually... Right, yeah. Jonas, crack on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> OK. Right, well, that's that's the message out there. But we're going to move on to the final one, which is favourite chant, Jerry. What's your favourite chant? You can't choose yours. <laughs> Plus, he's um, not actually wearing his hat right now. Yeah, it's true. It's the first time I've ever seen him without it. But, yeah. He played football it's, with in, in it earlier. It's so. a real tough ball. There's some good ones out there. Seth Catley. Um, Leah Vultis is very good. But I think overall the... He's, the last two, you can't bet- reel them all I know you have to one. between McCabe, Shaw, LA, 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 and I think with how we've progressed and getting more of the North Bank involved, it's got to be LA, 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 LA. Oh, yeah, that's, that's two of those two counts for LA, LA, LA. I bet it's a decent one. It's a corker, it's and it's the one that finishes every game. Yeah. I think so. so yeah, and yeah, like you say, for the Man City at home game, just everyone walking past, everyone was buzzing to it. So, yeah, go with that. Love it. Amazing. And that was Jerry's fan five. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Nat has something to say. Nat has something to say. I'm just... We've won 15 league titles. We've won the FA Cup. 14 times and counting. We're never going to score. Champions of Europe. I don't even need to edit in a jingle. They're <laughs> perfect. Just end it now. <laughs> Done. Are they, are they TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. 
let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.